Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson. It's hump day with Swanee and friends, Dane Swan, Samantha Riches, and special guest Heath Shaw. Hello Woo-hoo. all. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. All Welcome, right. Heath. Thanks the for coming. House. You've seen how professional we are so far. Mm. It's, it's a good setup. start. Good start to the morning. A little bit different to SEN where I was just on before. So yeah. Who are we on with? Uh, Tim Watson, Gary Lyon. Yeah, some hard hitting. Yeah, well, this will be hard rates. hitting. Very serious. Absolutely. So I think, yeah. Now, for fuck's sake, we're just going to get yeah. something straight <laughs> off, the, off the top here. You don't own a polo top, Dave. Oh, yeah. No. Can you actually read your, read your messages? Oh, I, I don't think Heath would have a, like a long, a short, a, what, not a long sleeve or a short, a just collar. Just a collared shirt. Oh, a shirt, but not a polo. Like, we're in like, the 20th century. No one wears polos. Yeah, exactly. where, where are we Except right for now? Novak Djokovic mm. or... <laughs> we're too young. Tennis or golf. <laughs> and it's a very prestigious... Um, I know what... I've played footy with Heath for a long time. I know his dress code. I don't know, but I know his dress sense, and he certainly doesn't rock Ralph Lauren polos on a Thursday morning. And I said, I actually don't own a college shirt. Maybe that's what you should ask for for Christmas. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I had to ring the CEO here and say, "Is it okay? Is it okay? I've got two guests, and they believe that they don't own a polo between the two of them." Do you guys own a blazer? No. Like, oh, well, what I own, do you, what I own, do I own a suit. Yeah, suits. Don't you leave them in hotel rooms in Vegas? I have. Yeah. And I and usually on the Copeland Trophy dance floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, or, or, Definitely. Yeah, or the fucking Brownlow Medal night after party or the Copeland yeah, after parties. They don't come don't back. That's why I need a new suit every year exactly because that's, that's why I get a new suit They go every missing. Year. Did you have Giants polo tops last year? Or? No, the, uh, we got given polos. They stay in the packet. I just used to wear the training <laughs> tops because they're a bit comfier and, and I want to be different. Um, and the games and stuff. Well, I've never really, I never really understood why you have to dress up to, to go to a game. It's a, back in the day when we first started, it was you wearing a suit, suit. to the game. How really? fucking absurd wearing was that? Having suit. to wear a suit to go play footy. Yeah. But isn't that the NBA sort of style? No, they just weren't allowed to wear like real... Alan Iverson, I guess, fucked up for the NBA when he like you know, used to wear the, all the real baggy stuff and like the you know, gang tattoos and all that kind of stuff. And um, so, no, they don't have to wear suits, but they have they have some kind of dress code. But 
they can wear casual. So yeah. they can wear... Don't they rock up? Like, isn't it a big thing as an NBA player now to have your photo taken as you're like walking through yeah. the car park if, with your beats on? But And they all have stylists. So, yeah, and if okay. you're making $50 million a year, you'd be wearing some pretty flash threads, I would imagine. Yeah. But I'd, I'd just wear trackies and a, and a tee, just a Collingwood, like, yeah, yeah. Collingwood. Yeah, that was um, it. Training top and some shorts. You have played shorts. with him for a few years. Are you assuming Heath hasn't got a stylist? Do you have a stylist? Um, <laughs> well, I won't say it's my mum because if she saw my ripped jeans, she'd be, she'd be mortified. She would have patched them up three times over. So it's definitely not my mum. But, um, yeah, the casual approach is, is probably the easiest. Exactly. So uh, it, 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 what are you seeing differently in the man here? Now He's lost a lot of weight. A little bit, yeah. It's, um, I, I promised myself, a mate of ours um, – Dale Thomas has obviously put on a few since yeah. he's he's finished. <laughs> he's and enjoyed I, himself, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had, he's had he's had a good time. Um, and I sort of promised myself at the end of the season, when I'm finished, I'm gonna if I overindulge, long lunches, food, too much wine, I'm gonna go for a run the next day. Like force myself to go for a run. Mm. So I've been running a hell of a lot um, <laughs> lately. Did you and did so you run <laughs> the morning after you went to the Albion a couple of weeks ago? Because I heard you're in good nick. Uh, that was probably one of the days I didn't <laughs> run. Um, I struggled a little bit. I struggled a little bit, but but you um, do look lean. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit addictive. Exercise is addictive, I must admit. When, um, yeah, when you're not getting told to exactly, do it. Exactly. Yeah, when you're not forced. When it's not forced upon, you can run at six in the morning, or you can run at ten at night. Mm. You can run whenever you feel like it. It's a lot better than um, being told like where abso- to run. Absolutely. Because I'm one of my five, six years out now, and like I find, not that I. I can bust my balls and go, you know, work hard as hard as I possibly can. But I feel if I don't have a sweat in like two in one or two days or something like that, I've start to get a bit antsy. Feel like I need to go do some. But if like I was playing footy, I tried not to sweat for four <laughs> or six days. I tried to only sweat one day a week, and that was game day. I tried to avoid all kinds of hard work until game day. Where now I'm like, actually, I feel like I better go for a swim or go train in the mornings, or I'm having a kick again this year, which. Which you are, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw. Speaking of lean, but you, you, so what are you doing? A photo, a, you know, a photo shoot, a TV commercial for Supercoach in your jocks. I mean, you, that, that's probably you can do. <laughs> yeah. What you do year one? Did you train for that? Yeah. Well, you were. Uh, you did. He did love his Supercoach when we were playing. He yeah, was I a big d- fan. I did. Um, and then it went cold for a little while, and now I'm back. And when sort of signed up to be the ambassador. I knew there was going to be some sort of photo shoot involved in that, but I didn't realise I'd be on a bus in my jocks. Sk- roller skates or something? Roller like skates. Um, what else did I do? There was a banana suit. A banana, um, why a banana suit? Banana? I think it's the, the whole theory behind it was um, it's like you dare to win 50 grand. It's 50 grand if you win. Yeah. So it's like a dare to win 50 grand. It's like if I'm playing against you this week, I dare you. If you lose, you okay, dress up some. in a banana suit. Right. I had Nan's nighty on at one point. Which, yeah, it was fit. It was, it was comfortable. Nan, Nan <laughs> must have been tall. <laughs> I don't know if it was my Nan's, oh, but okay. we, went to, <laughs> all right, all right. we went to the op shop and <laughs> oh, the guy okay. got about four different – I tried on four different nighties, uh, which I didn't think I'd be doing – Straight out of football. No, um, but it was it was an entertaining nothing. little um, photo shoot, and yeah, there's some nice pictures floating around. Well, have you got? You are the super coach guru this year. Have you got? Have <laughs> you got a tip for us? All the our list, the seven of our listeners would be big super coach fans. I'm guessing. We got um, to seven. So yeah, we've yeah. improved. Yeah. Like we'll get a few more with Heath. Well, my girlfriend. On. Yeah, she might listen. So that'll be eight. Yeah. Um, Thank you and good morning. Couple of, yeah. Well. Got a few spies out there. Obviously, Giants boys, um, Tom Green, 
second year player. Yeah, got rid of his puppy fat as well, really? so he's he's shredded. He's ready to roll. Um, good inside mid, Swanee. Very very yeah, much. Yeah, no, like I'll yourself. put him in. I'll put him in. Um, Matt Flynn is he's a little bit like who's um, he play for? He's Giants. Giants. He's he's the ruckman. He's uh, a little bit like Steve Bradbury. Everyone's fallen over in front yeah. of him, <laughs> and so he's a rookie. He's probably going to get a go round one. So um, it's a bit like our podcast, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Flynn, and then I've got. Uh, the brother is a spy up on the Gold Coast yeah. for me. A um, couple of halfbacks, Oli Markov. I don't know what this guy's first name is, but his last name is Budrick. 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 He's probably Budrick. not more than one. Yeah, so um, he's he's he'll play every game. So yeah. there's a couple of little little ones there, but I'm not very confident because it's too hard. It's like when I first picked my team, I thought I was doing really well. No money left. <laughs> had an unbelievable like team. But I had to fill four more spots. And I, was, <laughs> I said before, I felt like Ned Guy at Collingwood. Was like, I've gone over the top here and uh, I've still got to fill four more spots. So I had to adjust a few things and, um, yeah, it's it's tough. So how much footy do you it's plan tough. on watching this year? <laughs> how much footy plan on watching? Um, do you have anything – do you have any gigs lined up, any footy-related um, gigs? No, which is no. probably – Probably good. Um, yeah, so weekends to yourself. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm playing time. at East Kilo with our, our mate Pat, uh, who's yeah. the, the coach. Um, he convinced me to come down I'm and sure play. He did. It was, yeah, a couple of conversations at the end of the season and then followed up by a little meeting. Um, Is that with Mick McGuinn? No, um, he, it's Kilo. He's, he's a league above. Oh, so he's yeah. gone. He's not even playing Is first it? division. He's <laughs> playing second division. Oh, it's, a, it's a big fall from grace. Division two. Um, I'm sure they're a lovely club. Very he's played against my junior club, West Minnows. Yeah, and yeah, Pat was very convincing, as you know. He's yeah, an yeah, intimidating so guy. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, we're going to have a kick down there, which will be good fun. And the best thing about local footy is it's 2.15 on Saturday <laughs> every week. Yeah. So you're done by five and then the weekend. Have, yeah. have you played? Have you trained? Have you done anything? I've done a couple of training sessions. Yeah. Um, what's what's struck you going from <coughs> your entire career at the elite level to back to suburban? Um Oh, well, the change rooms aren't finished yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say, because I'm having a kick again this year. So the toilets yeah. and the showers. The, the change rooms are actually really good at East Keeler, but they're not finished yet. So we actually just like putting our bags on the side of the ground, yeah. with our boots in them. Um, and then the other thing was, like, I'm a clean skin, unlike you, yeah. Dane, and I felt really uncomfortable taking my top off because I've got no tattoos and everyone does. So um, I said to the coach, I'm a bit concerned. I'm not going to fit in because I don't have any tats. <laughs> I guess you'll be right, mate. So and what about like, yeah. what about the level of, um, I guess, support? So I used to work at a, I used to work at West Perth as a medical trainer and I used to strap and rub and all that yep. kind of stuff. And the AFL boys used to come in and, and just like, there'd be a list, a whiteboard list of everyone's name as who's up next. And the boys would just walk in, like put their bag down, mm. sit up on the bench and like, you're not next. Fuck off. Stand back the line. Do you still get rub and downs? Do you still get strapped? Do you, do you find the service, the level of service? That's all he did. That's yeah. all he did when he was I did enjoy, Yeah, I did enjoy getting a massage. I must admit, but um, yeah, there's a couple of people helping out, but I yeah, just straight boots on, straight into You're it. Just straight Listen, very minimal warm up. Yeah, I, I, I played a couple of games for West Minnows in 2000. Fuck, when did I retire? Eighteen, I think. Seventeen or eighteen. Um. Yeah, the the biggest tip that I can give you, and obviously, um, <laughs> before a game, you know, everyone like was it Beams that used to like shit like eight or nine times. Yeah, everyone yeah. and piss. <laughs> um, well, Beams used to take his own toilet paper. Yeah, <coughs> because he lost. But the thing is, when I was at West Meadows, there was one cubicle. So 
there was a lineup before a game to try and so you're trying to run out there and you when you play AFL like there's yeah pl- there's plenty of MCG plenty of toilets yeah. plenty of, and so get in early <laughs> get your get your toilet break before the game early because otherwise you're lining up and you don't want to be about eighth in line that toilet seat's pretty warm <laughs> I, I could imagine um, yeah. yeah so I'll take that on board because right. yeah the games trainings. Okay, at the moment, like it's gone, but yeah, the games are going to be a little bit different. What about if um, the mid AFL mid season, the AFL sort of a mid season draft? They've got something like that introduced. What about if you dominated Keelor, Ice Keelor, and a AFL club come say, mate, back, we need a half back? Would you? Oh, I definitely wouldn't go if they said you're half back because oh. I'm sick of playing there. I played there for 16 <laughs> years. I've, I told everyone, I told Mick, I'm a half, I'm a full, I'm a full forward. Yeah. I've just been. Wasted on the halfback <laughs> flank for 16 years. Tried to tell Leon, they wouldn't listen. Even tried to tell Pat at East Kill, I want to play forward. In training drills, I'm halfback flank. <laughs> so I don't think it's sinking in. I'm, I'm not looking forward to... Um, Lockdown defender? You yeah, yeah. locking down fullback. <laughs> what um, about if you just like go down the front forward end of the... Field, yeah, like that'll he happen. did that when he was playing that? AFL. So I, I, so I, I think, I think that do? will happen. Um, you You're down the back, mate. No, no, not today. I'm I'll just do a little swap with one of the young kids. Trust me, I'm you a get super in coach. There for, for a little bit. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, yeah, it's a different environment, but local footy clubs are, are great. Yeah, absolutely. And even training, just the banter around there is is um, is, is quality. So do you in, enjoy life after footy? Do you enjoy retirement? Or do you know you like structure and routine with the way you are? You yep. need... Some structure and routine in your life. Are you have you got it, or do you like waking uh, up and not knowing what you're doing every day? Well, yeah, the the structure and routine part was the best bit about footy because you sort of knew AFL footy and um, life after football is a little bit difficult when it, when you don't have that. But so I was smart. I found myself a girlfriend at the end of the footy season, like a week after <laughs> I finished footy. Found a girlfriend. So there's your structure and yeah, routine straight that's off the bat. Your, that's your first mistake. Um, <laughs> But I thought I was getting old, um, 30, 35, I probably should start to settle down and find a girlfriend. And yeah. it just so happened, stumbled upon someone at a pub in Sydney someone the week, the, the week yeah. after we, the season was mum. finished. Yeah. She so, was someone at a pub. Yeah, so it worked out well. I think that, that helps. And then a little bit of footy <laughs> as well. So, uh, Can I just ask, if, 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 would your girlfriend use that same quote about you? It worked out well. Right she's she's still on the fence. Oh uh, well, she's thirty four. Like she's obviously passed her prime a little bit. Um, I think we were both in a situation. We were both fairly desperate. Um, and you were and someone in a pub. Yeah, and we and we found each other at a pub. So I think it worked out well for both Perfect. of us. Absolutely, yeah. match do. made in heaven. Um, but yeah, I think yeah she I think she likes me. So we're, we're still she's and so you split your time between you and Sydney. Yeah, uh, back and forward um, when I can. She's got a job up there. She's employed. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she's going to um, stay up in Sydney Handy. maybe till the end of the year um, and yeah. then move move down if things work out and if I get a job maybe. Yeah. If not, she'll stay up there. <laughs> Is um, she from Sydney? Originally from Perth. Oh, she's a good girl then. Yeah, so I've been told a little bit crazy Perth girls. I disagree. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't. So that's – but she's – Where's she yeah. from in Perth? Claremont. Oh, she's she's from a good bunch. Yeah, you? I've heard Claremont's very nice. Yes, I've been to Claremont. I've met the parents. So, um, oh, how was that? Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Um, Did you behave? I, I was very well behaved. Did you have to quarantine? No, this was before Christmas. Oh, okay. So yeah, we we got they opened up the borders. We we shot across. Um, met the parents. Mum and dad like wine, so um, match made in heaven yeah, again. Absolutely. So hit it off, and yeah, all was going well. 
at the moment. So, um, because when I lived in Sydney for a little while, what I found was no one gives a fucking shit about AFL up there. Like, and no one knows who anyone is up there. So when she did meet you in a pub, were you literally someone in a pub or did she know who you were? Uh, she knew a teammate of mine, Matt DeBoer, who is um, a Western Australian. Hold on a minute. So she knew Matt DeBoer and didn't know Heath Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Only because he's oh, Western that's Australian. Right, that- Mate, that's that is kicking. But that's New South Wales when he's down. (laughs) That is, it's New South Wales. So, like you said, no one knows football. Um, Were you wearing that Giants nod polo top? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) had the the orange on. (laughs) Said Giants across the top. She didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, like I said, it was a match made in heaven. So, speaking on, I guess, on the anonymity of um, being in Sydney, did you like the anonymity of playing up in GWS? I'm <laughs> sorry. You just nailed anonymity twice and then you fucked up GW. Go I've only got a couple of big words in me a podcast. Yeah. You're concentrating on those words. Exactly. And anonymity. And and not the easy ones. I wrote anonymity down in my notes just so I could try and get it out. Um, sorry, where did he play? The Giants. <laughs> yes, and they're from. Go to Western Sydney. Yeah, correct. And what is that acronym? I don't know what an acronym means. <laughs> in, in simple terms, were, were you better behaved or did just no one recognise you when yeah. you fucked up up there? Oh, no, you can, yeah, you, you definitely get away with a lot more um, in Sydney. If you wanted to. If you wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I, I moved up at a right age. I was 28, sort of done the nightclubs and mm. the nightclub scene in <laughs> Melbourne. Tried to hang on to my youth as long as possible and moved up to Sydney and it was, yeah, it was good. Not the like beach. fucked in Sydney anyway. Yeah, it's pretty quiet, but you can still find places, don't you? Yeah, you, no know, doubt. you can always yeah. find places. <laughs> if you um, need to. Yeah, again. if you need to. But it was good. It was uh, To be honest, like these days with footballers getting drafted now and the pressure on them, I would highly recommend going to Sydney mm. or Brisbane, um, Gold Coast, yeah, somewhere else because it's not just getting away from trouble. And nightclubs and that, but you just get to the G bang on a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> just get to live your life a little bit more, and and the beaches are pretty good in Sydney as well. So, so, that, that so did you prefer your time at the Giants, where you could do what you want, or Collingwood at a big club where everything you do is scrutinised, and you play in front of eighty thousand every week, and obviously the, the biggest club in the land, and you get fucking hammered from pillar to post for everything you do, which you obviously had a couple of hiccups, or playing in. GWS, where you could do whatever you want. No one gives a fuck about you. You can just play and be yourself. Which oh, I had the best of both worlds. So I think like it's it's nearly split because early days it was great playing for Collingwood as a young kid. Obviously, Barry for Collingwood as well, and we played in front of eighty thousand. The only time we played in front of eighty thousand, um, the Giants <laughs> was playing against Collingwood or in, <laughs> or in a grand final. Um, so. Yeah, we, we, we literally had more people training at Collingwood than, yeah. than some games at the Giants. But to get away from that spotlight as you got older was, was great. But, yeah, so I'll probably have to – I know it's boring, but sit on the fence because I live the best of both worlds. And um, playing for a big club, being scrutinised more has its benefits. And then playing for a smaller club, not as scrutinised, is, is good as well. So who do you break for? Who do you want to win? Who do you want to see a flag? Obviously, you got old, you got more friends at GWS, I guess, because – Colin would give you the ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck you off. Who would I want to win the flag this year? Obviously, or, East, or East Kilo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Cougars yeah. to win the flag the this Cougars. year. The Cougars. Is, <laughs> is there many down there? <laughs> we'll it's wait right. and see round one. Um, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Uh, it, it would it would actually be hard because, yeah, 
Um, I'd probably lean a little bit towards the Giants because they they probably like me a bit better, <laughs> like the actual club mm-hmm. um, at the moment. But who knows? They, they probably forget. They forget about you pretty quickly. When they do. Finished, they they do they indeed, mate. Actually, absolutely. We'll get to lots of Collingwood stories, but while the doors open <coughs> about the Giants, you, you, you move across there. We started this journey with with Scotty Cummings, and he he called it being a required player, and then when, he knew he was fucked whenever. They brought him in and were told him he was going to be a required player and he was about to be traded. How was your conversation on your way at the door at Collingwood? When did you know you were a required player at Collingwood? On the, yeah, on the way at Collingwood was good because we had the first exit meeting, which was the medical, yeah. how'd your year go, all that. Um, and then when you get – that was all done, that was fine, but when you get the call back for another one um, two days later – Somebody else to talk about. Yeah, there was <laughs> – oh, we missed something. Um <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're going to trade you. <laughs> Scan shows yeah. you're leaving. It didn't come up in the, in the first meeting. We must have slipped my notes. Um, and so, yeah, it was, oh, it was It was. an awkward awkward meeting. Who was there? Uh, it was <laughs> Rocket Eid. How was he? <laughs> he was... Um, he was a bit of a spare dick in the corner. <laughs> Rocket, he wasn't really, wasn't really saying a hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> myself, Bucks. Money favourite saying. And um, <laughs> my manager at the time. And Who was that? Sort of Ben Nile. Sort yeah. of got my, sort of got the idea that something was going on. Um, and then, a promotion? Or? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to get promoted, I don't think, after, after the year I had. Yeah, I mean, the leadership group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be captain. No, I don't think so. Um, and then, yeah little bit of small talk happened and then he said he was going to trade me and I like as much as I sort of half sort of knew it was coming I was just like blank and I just sort of sat there and Bucks kept on talking and I was just like <laughs> stand, and I was on crutches because I just had some surgery and I just picked up my crutches and then started walking towards the door and they're like where are you going I go I think I'm done here, so I don't really need to hang around any longer. Yeah. So you've described like Homer Simpson when his boss talks to him and says something, he's just blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, I, I literally I was just sort of, yeah, all I heard was, we're going to trade you, and then I was just like, and then, then sat like there. The and classical music came in. Yeah, and, and faded everything out in the was, I'm like, all right, I've got to go. I've got to go. So I just walked out the door or hobbled out the door, um, and then, yeah, the process of getting traded and. Do you have a that. choice? Yeah, I had a few few options, which was yeah. a little bit surprising. Giants at the time were pretty new, weren't they? And Giants shit. in going into yeah one one win the year before, so <laughs> they were right at the top of the list. Um, yeah, really jumping out of my skin there. <laughs> <up> there. <laughs> um, I know who I want. Please be on the team. <laughs> yeah, there's a few teams: um, Geelong, Carlton, because Mick was there. Yeah, Essendon were having their their issues, so it was it was Geelong and um, and Giants at the end. Yeah, why did you choose them? Um, Did a five-year deal have anything to do with it? It started off a four-year deal, <laughs> yeah. and then good negotiating. It, yeah, it was very, the best negotiating tool I had was um, Buddy Franklin going to Swans instead of the Giants. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your manager helped him. Yeah, absolutely. so it worked really well in my favour, and yeah. I still owe, owe Buddy for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was met with the Giants. And same sort of thing. Yeah, we want you to come. Buddy's coming. He's going to live yeah. in Bondi. We're going to have a great team. Yeah, I'm like, this is pretty good. Get in the car half an hour later. Message comes. With Buddy signed with Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Nine-year deal. Like, they had no idea. Yeah. Um, so, you can keep a secret in football. <laughs> that was one of the only ones. Um, yeah, and then the manager said they've just added another year on and a couple of hundred more. So, you, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think you should go there. And I was Fantastic. like, okay. <laughs> Did you get any advice from any... Any ex-teammates on what to do? 
Mate, once you walk out the door, you're fucking dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other I was, I was riding with Bucks and the crew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're a distant memory. Yeah, no, they, they ended up asshole and everyone. I ended up, ha- I s- when I was having, I ended up, my close mate was probably Marley and then they got rid of him. I ended up eating, I was having lunch on my own most days. <laughs> no one wanted to come and sit with me because like every person I sat to, next to or started to get close to got the ass or got traded. So I was like, no one, I'd go sit down at lunch. So it'd be like a, you know, High school or something, you try and sit down. They go, no, nah, not on this table, Dane. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. So I'd just sitting on my own. I had no With friends. Tray. Yeah. tray walking up. No, nah, yeah, exactly. It's Do you, um, despite knowing your ability and having faith in your skill set, and you know you may have had it, may have had a shit year the year before, but you know that you're still a good footballer and you got something to offer. When you know that you're going from a club like Collingwood to, respectfully, a club like the Giants, do you ever worry that this is going to be the end of your career? You're going to be, you know. Wash up in a couple of years. Do you worry about that? Do you sit there and go, oh, this is – realistically, that's me done? Or do yeah. you sit there and go, this is a great opportunity to start at a new club? I, You know, I've got this skill set. I can take – like what they were hoping Gary Ablett would do for the Suns, they were hoping he would lift them. Do you see it as an opportunity to go somewhere new and blossom or do you worry that it could be downhill from here? Um, oh, more the, the secondary. Like <laughs> it was – I was more worried about the fact that <laughs> they'd won one game the year before. Yeah. Um, and I do like winning, and I'm yeah, fairly not a great <laughs> loser. I'm fairly competitive. <laughs> Give um, me an example. What comes to mind? Oh, well, I think everyone can see like <laughs> him and Maxie going <laughs> off at each other, and he, he can get quite vocal in meetings, and um, didn't sugarcoat things when people <laughs> fuck things up. So um, yeah, wasn't a great loser. It's fair to so, say. So just one more. Sorry about the Bucks thing. So uh, given what Sonny said, that you you sort of came through the leading teams era, and we want your three sixty degree feedback. We want your feedback. When you gave it really strongly, did you think, I probably shouldn't have done that? Oh, I, I, it's one thing I can use my ADD as an excuse for. I don't really think um, <laughs> that much. I just, whatever whatever pops into the head just comes straight out of the mouth. Um, there's not much of a filter. I think it's it's gotten better as I've gotten older, but it's still, yeah, it was just, I just see things and it's, yeah. In football, it's, football's pretty, like, easy and basic, I mm. think. And we keep it pretty simple, so yeah, I think that's... Coaches try, try to overcomplicate things, don't they? But it's yeah. a very simple game. It, it's a very, very simple game. And I think when you get away from that, that's when it starts to frustrate people like me more and just complicating things for no reason. So that feedback was always sort of... It's when, you, when you're in a form slump, everyone says, get back to basics. Mm. Why don't we just stay at basics <laughs> and <laughs> maybe just improve on that? Yeah. Um, I find that very like it's common sense, but um, not that common. No, not that common in AFL no. ranks. But that that was the thing going to the Giants. It was um, I was worried that obviously I knew we were going to lose a lot of games because we weren't that good. But it's how I was going to deal with it, and I had to lower my expectations on um, the win loss sort of category, and then the people around me as well because they were they were all young kids and. You're supposed to be nice to young kids mm. these yeah, days. It's you know, different, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, like when we first started, no, no one was nice <laughs> nah, to us. No one talked to you. <laughs> yeah, so you had to be a, bit, a little bit nicer and um, a little bit of teething problems throughout the, that sort of first year. But um, how much, sorry, how much did it help that your bro had sort of gone through that process and being a mature age Collingwood player and going to Sydney? Um, saying what he it helped because I got to live with him for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I could afford rent because it was a pretty nice deal, but it was it's still pretty good to Absolutely. yeah get a bit of free board for a while. But it was good that he was up there as well because yeah. I honestly I wouldn't even known three quarters of the players' names at the Giants, let alone <laughs> um, 
become mates Mate with them. The and ball, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was hard. Like it's like going to East Kilo. Like most yeah. of the guys are mates. Yeah. Um, because you don't know their actual name unless you can yeah, see yeah. it on the back of their <laughs> tops. So um, I was doing that at the Giants for the first sort of six to eight weeks um, before I learned everyone. And, and then, yeah, from there, that sort of first year was was hard but still enjoyable because I got to live in Sydney and enjoy the nightlife there and, and get to know Sydney a bit more. Um, but then saw a bit of light at the end of the tunnel as well. Hey, did you start the same year as Shane Mumford, is it? Yeah, unfortunately. So, so <laughs> his, um, shame uh, largest man. He he's yeah. He's I don't know how he's still playing football. Um, <laughs> he's still on the list. He's still on the list, and he probably could be number one ruckman. He'll play some games this year. I've no doubt. He just finds a way. Um, I think he likes going to footy clubs because um, stays away from the, the the wife and the kids at home. So um, he can use that as an excuse mm. and prolong the the days. Also, seems he enjoys himself. Yes. <laughs> And so now, nowadays, quite contrast to when you first went there, GWS are kind of known, they've got the nickname the Cyborgs. They're all these tall... The what? Cyborgs. They're like Who? GWS. No, I've, I've never heard that. That's a cyborg. Cyborg <laughs> is like, they're like robots. They all look the same. They all like, it looks like they're on the same nutrition they're program. Tanned. They're all tanned. Yeah. They're, the body shape's all the same. They just look like a bunch of cyborgs, robots, because they're... So they, they cut become from the same cloth, Sam. Cut, cut from the same cloth. They're so it's a bit of a Star Trek reference yes. to all the nerds out there. Um, they're so good and clean and technical, and they look like they've come through a, an, an academy. How much do you take credit <laughs> for the turnaround of the well, GWS? I think, well, I think me and Mumford weren't the cyborgs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no tan here. <laughs> um, not really that muscly either. But no, I think well, I th- hopefully I contributed to a bit of their development. Um, Definitely not in the weights department and <laughs> or the running department, but the football sort of side of things and just and just like a little bit of teaching around football. Like it's it's not the end of the world if you lose, but it's mm. like it's you don't have to be too serious about it either. I think that's part of the reason the Giants got me there was because of my personality um, and the fact that I like winning. So to build a winning culture, you got to have sort of winners on your team. So um, I think. Contributed to that, but obviously it wasn't good enough because I said I wanted to keep playing and <laughs> they gave me the arse. So. so you had winners and losers. Did you have a rat pack? And if and can you name them or no? Oh, there's nothing can compare. We, no. we know that. Um, Was it a mouse pack? <laughs> I don't, yeah, well, there is a couple. Yeah, there's, there a, there's a couple that could definitely um, qualify. Yeah, Our mate Toby Green could be yeah. – he's very quiet. He's like a mouse. Yeah. He's reasonably quiet. <laughs> And then on the field, he's probably a rat. And then off the field after a few drinks, he's probably... Yeah, I've seen him after a probably, couple. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably a rat, but he's a genuinely quiet guy. Um, he's my favourite footballer that I don't barrack for. He's, he's very he's good football. very good football. Yeah, he's and he's a competitive beast. Yeah. Competitive the thing about rat. Toby Green and players <laughs> like him is everyone fucking hates him unless he's on your team. And if he's on your team, you're like, he's a fucking legend. They're the players you, so want, you want to play for. Yeah, exactly. You, you want him on your team. You don't hate it. him. You just wish he was playing mm. for you. Exactly. I think um, I think that's very similar to me. People <laughs> like, um, <laughs> love me or hate me. Um, did play for Collingwood. So you, saying, yeah. <laughs> you love or hate Collingwood. So well, they much. loved you, then they hated you. Yeah. So <laughs> All in one yeah, hit. Yeah. So... But Toby's, yeah, he's he's right up there. And um, Lockie Whitfield, maybe. Yeah. A little quiet achiever. He's had his indiscretions. Has but he? Yeah, he's, he's a good kid. In um, hang around with him a little bit off-field, which, yeah. is, which is always fun. So there's a few potentials, but 
Not the caliber. So was saying, you must have been really, changed. You must have been really proud getting to three hundred games, and 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 our man here paid tribute to you. Did you see what he? What <laughs> I he, did. I've, it was, it was very got, nice. I've got the quote written down here. You've done it your way. You've lied. You've drank, drove. You've gambled on footy. <laughs> fought with everyone you played with. Pushed everyone you played with, and drank a lot. On the way to three hundred. What a what an emotional friend. Mate, it was beautiful. Mate, <laughs> mate, they got me out of I was sitting in a I was sitting on a beach, I was sitting in my hotel room in, in an island in Greece somewhere and the message come through, I fuck knows who asked me and it was like, Can you do a video for Heath? And so I did it. Yes, I think I, I, I think I popped a bottle of champagne or you, something. You, you definitely yeah, did, did, yes. Um, it must and you have was, just warmed your heart. It so was you know. it was straight to the point. Um, <laughs> honest. And it was honest. Yeah, talk about honest feedback. That's it right there. And so, yeah, was probably. he far off the mark? No, not at all. That's what <laughs> I, I think that's what got me to. Th- I probably would have got to three hundred quicker if I didn't. If I didn't do a few of those things, a couple of suspensions in there. But is that um, just to yours? That in, played in front of the group? No, that was in front of the group. Oh, that's okay. in front of <laughs> the best bit about the. Playing my 300th game was like obviously all the attention you get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love the attention, but the whole week was like dedicated to me. Every every meeting we had, like Mick would say something. Like on the yeah, we'd have like a little video from him, and then mates, and then brother, and um, yeah, it was no ex girlfriends. They didn't want to <laughs> contribute to that. No, um, no. So, but yeah, it was it was great. And then the only request I had um, for the game, we were in Adelaide and playing against Port Adelaide. And the only request I had was beers in the rooms after the game. Because yeah. um, we've thing done that. Yeah, we've done that after a grand final. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So I said, oh, I wouldn't, I would just love that and win, lose, or draw beers in the room. So we had that and that was, yeah, it was, it was actually just win? really. Yeah, we won by two points. That's <laughs> all right. I was stressing. I was on Robbie Gray and I was just thinking to myself during the last quarter, it was real tight. I'm like, he's going to kick the winning goal <laughs> against on me you. in my 300th. <laughs> I'm going to cost the team the game, but I'm going to cost the celebration. So it was, we got, we got the win and we had a good night. They put a lot of um, emphasis on milestone games, like general punters when you sit in the audience go, oh, I don't know, I was going to back so-and-so, but it's old mates, 300, so I reckon the boys will get up for him. How much yeah. does it make a difference when you run out there and go, oh, we, well, we better win today as opposed to lose because it's Heath's 300? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think, well, to be honest, it was that tight, that game. I think we found a little bit um, to win that in Adelaide against Port, but you probably shouldn't. Do that unless you can come up with a milestone every week. Um, try and win every week. It'll give a bit more, but um, it you, it is true that people sort of it's more emphasised before the game. I think yeah. from the coach and like we've got to lift. We've got to lift more than we did. Like, <laughs> it's a grand final this week, but it's his fiftieth yeah. game, so <laughs> so let's lift fifty good games. This guy. <laughs> right, I wander back to the to the pies era. So um, you you drafted obviously father son uh, through Ray, champion. Of the, Highs and former captain. Uh, Swanee said when he was drafted, he was at, at schoolies and all <laughs> instantly he became a better looking bloke. How, how, did, how did it happen for you once you uh, you became drafted? Yeah, I, well, mine was a little bit different. I, they obviously told me I was going to get drafted before draft day, so I'd yep. already been training. I, I missed schoolies because I was was already a semi professional. Was, op- was there an option not to go father son? And I wasn't that good. I didn't have. I didn't <laughs> have options then. Um, my under eighteen league, <laughs> um, my under eighteen um, season before wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but they saw something or just gave me a chance because of my last name. Oh boy, yeah. um, did I become better looking? Probably not. I already had a girlfriend at the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um, that didn't that didn't contribute in any way. But um, I 
probably became better looking when I was single. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and became better looking in Sydney when I told everyone I played football. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I play football. Mm. AFL, not help. soccer, NRL, yeah. So, um, but yeah, my my schoolies was was nothing. So I missed out, unlike Swanee and schoolies. So, so what was Collingwood oh, you can, when you walked in? Oh, you, can, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I still go. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, but now you're called Tooley. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> My opinion is I'm still a schoolie. I'm a coolie. You're a coolie. Yeah. With, with, with a baby slug over your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Like the, the hangover. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're going to do for Halloween this year, you lot? The Alan, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's, a, that's an easy option. Except the baby won't be, like, for your Halloween costume, it won't be a doll. It'll be your real son and you'll mm. be down the aisle at 4am. Keep forgetting I've got one. <laughs> So st- stop reminding him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's enjoying himself here. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I was wondering if you'd bring him in. So what was Collingwood no. like when you walked in to you, as, a, as in your oppression walking in as a young fella? Uh, yeah, I was, it was pretty intimidating because I think a bit different. Like we had Bucks, Burnsy, James Clement. Um, Paul Cura, yeah, Anthony. These guys who were like I'd watched because I was a Collingwood <laughs> supporter and, and loved um, following. And then I was playing with them. Um, the good thing was my brother was there, Jono, Swanee. Um, Leon Davis, who I'd all met these guys before I'd actually got into the club. So that was a little bit easier. But, um, yeah, it was still a little bit surreal that I got drafted to the team that I loved. And then, yeah, it's probably showed not getting a game for <laughs> a year and a half <laughs> playing at Williamstown. Um, so the, you, the, you like Swatty was sort of a slow developer? Is, yeah, I think we, words, I we were well. definitely on the same sort of path. I think yeah. it's it's a recipe. It's a good recipe. Exactly. Like play at Williamstown <laughs> for a year and a half and then you realise it's, it's shit the down there. Out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do I get out of here? Yeah. I have to play for Collingwood. Especially at Willie. My, some of those nights down there on the ocean. <laughs> Woolen jumpers. Just That's all I remember. Cause it yeah. was, that, it's my that was soup after training though. That was all right. I remember <laughs> racing down to get there, like flying over the Westgate. Some of the driving we used to do, for you and your brother <laughs> racing each other. Chips and gravy, 45 minutes before training, <laughs> just at the chicken shop. And then well, Character those building. Were the, those were the good old days. So we didn't have to be up till like 4 o'clock to go to training. We'd have to come, <laughs> in, come in and have to do weights any time you wanted at yeah. Vic Park. So you go out on Thursday night, have a few, then just amber into the footy club, a couple of weights, and then just mosey on down to Point Jelly Room yeah. in the freezing cold. Um But, yeah, you want to be down there too long. No, so. it, was, it was character building, but... Um, <laughs> It was it was good fun and you, like you remember those days now and like the boys these days wouldn't realise like the setup around Williamstown. It was yeah. probably the facilities weren't the greatest and, and like you said, um, tomato soup and 
was it? Tip top bread yeah. <laughs> for dinner yeah. after training. How good though, how um, nostalgic. So the cliche though was that a, a rusty 25 kilo weight weighs the same as a nice clean one in a, in a pristine gym, so probably that down to earth thing doesn't hurt. It still sucks though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still weights. Yeah, it still sucks ass. You want a pristine gym, mate, with mirrors of yourself. Yeah, yeah definitely, but um, enjoyed the time down at Willie. Yeah, it was good. And how did you, know, you know you were really building something at the pies? Because was it just like a whole group of all similar ages, and you thought, "Hang on, we're we're going somewhere." Yeah, we got rid of the we got rid of the older. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got rid of the older guys, dead wood. and then yeah, <laughs> it was the dead wood. Actually, we we got rid of a few of them. Luckily, Clement. <laughs> it was two, yeah, yeah, two <laughs> eight, two nine. We got rid of a couple of them, and and then it was then it was our team, and then obviously, of course, we shone bright after yeah, exactly. after that two ten to eleven. So um, if you enjoy pl- if you enjoy yourselves on off the field, you're gonna enjoy it on it. <laughs> and we did. We uh, we were close. We had a lot of fun off it, and we had a lot of fun on it. And we all played for each other on and off the field, and it showed. <laughs> Inspirational, isn't it? I'm going to grab that there. I'm an inspiration. <laughs> That's going to go on top of a documentary one day. A little grab. Well, let's should. <laughs> or, or a book. You've already written a book. Haven't Yes, I've written a book. It's called My Story. Funnily <laughs> enough, like my, it's not called like, it's not Dane's story. It's called My Story. Have How you, long did it take you to come up with the title? <laughs> well, that was a, that was a sticky, that was a tough one. <laughs> um, a few options. Yeah, yeah. Dane's story. My story. Um, this is your life. This one song. Are, are you going to do a book? Um, I don't. I don't know. I could. Sure well, thing. Why not? Sure thing. Sure yeah, thing. Oh, we don't, here we go. No, is we it, don't who, like sure thing. Yeah. Who's done no. a? I'm guessing Tony would have done ten, but he. He would have done a book. Yeah, nothing sure. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been the title. He loved nothing sure. Yeah, yeah, he would have done one. Nothing sure. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what the title would be. I don't. Like, sure thing is being done to death. It's a good. It's a good one. But sex, drugs, and kicking goals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good that's a good but title. Yeah. Dane, that's your follow up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, so the the Rat Pack. Uh, Mick was asked about you know, the individuals, and with Swanee, he said, you know, I got him to move two suburbs. Because rats can't move to suburbs. That's mixed words. Not, not, not. And when asked about you... Mick yesterday, actually. Oh, we'll get more of that. So, but when asked about you, <laughs> he said, I just used to text Heath. Was that because that was the special relationship or because he couldn't be fucked talking to you? Oh, I think, yeah, at times he probably, he probably heard me enough <laughs> between the walls at the footy club, so he probably didn't want to have another conversation. <laughs> Um, with me, he's like, oh, I'm actually sick of. He's got a headache. I got a thumping headache listening to him all, all day. Um, Seeing Heath pop out of a bin, scaring yeah. someone and yelling, and yelling, and not stop talking. Yeah, it's, it's enough Heath for one day. Yeah, I think um, that was a relationship. But yeah, still, like Swanee said he he spoke to Mick the other day. I still speak to Mick and have through um, all my time at the Giants and um, caught up with him when I'm back in Melbourne too. So yeah, he's he's great. He's definitely the secondary father figure that we had um we probably needed a little bit of guidance oh, yeah. um we got some <laughs> <laughs> the direct guidance at times yeah. yeah so it was yeah he was yeah well now tell us more about what made Mick so good a coach to you um I still like dislike him for putting me on the halfback flank he <laughs> <laughs> was he was where did you play as a junior junior I was forward mid forward so mid, yeah, yeah. And then he put me on the halfback flank. After a couple of games at Williamstown playing forward, he said, listen, mate, we're going to try you on the halfback flank. You've got to learn how to defend. That's what he did to me. And I was like... (laughs) Hang on, on, time out. 
And, and how long did that last? I had, I had two people kick five on me. So, <laughs> so then that was... <laughs> See, I was, yeah, I, was, I was still trying to stay on the list. So I was, um, I was trying, so I actually defended. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, it's pretty easy back here. You can get some kicks as well. Um, and stayed there for 16 years. So still filthy at Mick about that. Um, didn't get the glory as the forwards and mids. But, yeah, he was just a... I think he was a people manager, um, personality manager. And it was... Even with, um, I suppose, my brother, the relationship Reese had with him compared to me, like Mick liked Reese as a person but didn't really rate Reese as a player. Yep. But he didn't shy away from that. He would tell Reese, like, you're not in my best 22 this week for this reason. Um, so at least as much as it was upsetting to hear that, at least Reese knew where he stood and when he wanted to go to get traded to the Swans, Mick's like, yep, no worries. He goes, we'll get that done, no, no dramas at all. So he, there was no issue there and, and there was no bullshit um, with Mick and, and that was the best thing for us I think we prefer the direct feedback rather than tiptoeing yeah. around yeah I was remember Johnny you know makes Mick you say, make sure you go find some footage on Ben Johnson we want to pot him this week and <laughs> remember clear as Dane of 10 match review he looked at me and goes I don't know why any of your teammates want to play with you Dane you're killing your teammates and I was like <laughs> fucking thanks Mick uh, no problems and I was only young then I must have played mate it, was, it, was, it would have been within 30 or 40 games and I walked out fucking nearly crying I was like well, I'm not playing again and then um, I think John O'Connor goes mate you know what if he didn't care if he didn't think he could play he wouldn't say anything to you and he'd be done like but he obviously Cares and, and knows that you can do, you can make something of yourself. So I was like, okay, but fuck, he used to give me some sprays in my first before I was any good uh, playing AFL. He's nothing worse when he'd come and single you out <laughs> a quarter time or something like that. He'd go, you just, you know, curl the finger up and <laughs> yeah. say, come over in, mate. You just, mate, what's quarter time go for? Six minutes or something? Yeah. He'd sit there for three minutes just berating you and he'd be like, oh, this isn't good. But then he'd obviously go back and do his thing. But um, he obviously knew who he could spray and who he couldn't. Some people he couldn't because they'd go back into their shell. Yep. And the other people, he'd, like he'd spray and go, mate, you're weak as pissed, you're this, you're that, you know, you're fucking this, you're that. You go, right, well, fuck you, Mick. I'll show you that I'm not this and I'm going to, you know, turn it around and actually yep. play well. So he knew the guys to spray and um, the guys not to, but he was um, he was good at him. He was yeah. good at him. He gives some of the all-time sprays. He ended up, like he'd end up, I think he just forgot he where he was and he just, Black out and start going off his tits, <laughs> and sometimes all that funny. You end up, you end up laughing. Yeah. Like he'd spray someone, and like the whole room would just start like be half time or something like that. And he'd fucking you know spray someone, and then you start pissing yourself laughing, and he just start laughing. And after the game, be like, "Hey, remember what I said to him? Remember yeah. what I said to him?" And you go, "Yes, Mick, I do. It was quite funny." <laughs> He's yeah, he found a way, and I've had the experience of whilst being suspended and or injured, uh, spending some time in the coach's box. Um, or next to the coach's box, very, very entertaining. And <laughs> there was a reason why the auction item being in the coach's box was the, <laughs> the highest-priced auction item because people knew that this was going to be good and Mick would give the old what happens in the coach's box stays in the coach's <laughs> box. When, but then straight away, like after it happened, you're telling all the boys, mate, he was giving it to you, Swanee, and this is what he said and he's like, what, John owed this? And, um, yeah, it was very, very entertaining. And, and like Swanee was saying, he, he just sees the game and then he just says whatever he's thinking and he's saying about the player, it's mm. it's not personal. Yeah, it's just so, a part yeah. of the game. Um, and I think the, the targets he picked were the guys that were probably a bit stubborn and want to yeah. like give it give it back to him. So that's why he, he targeted them to get the best out of them. What is it about blokes at any level of footy? I've only played the shit level. But mm. what's in common? You're back at suburban footy. 
how funny a coach's sprays when it's not at you. Like if, 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 if the coaches spray you go to a, to a mate of yours, it's hilarious. No, they're very good. So no, no, I'm stand a bit taller. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to tease them afterwards. But um, but yeah, man, we I, we I still know. You know, I could probably name ten sprays or ten individual comments that he's given. Like when he called Sharon the fifth beetle, and because <laughs> uh, no one knows who the fuck he is. Because um, I, I was playing, in, I didn't play us the year I won the Brown. I went to Arizona, and Sharon must have had his. Career best game, I had like over 30 now against Melbourne. And then he come back, we all come back to Sydney and I obviously went back in the middle and then he had, you know, the kick and half time he called him the fifth building. He goes, oh, why no one gives a fuck who you are? And it was quite funny. Um, a couple of um, Paul Medhurst come, come over from Fremantle yeah. and every time he did something wrong, it was the purple streak in him. It, was, it wasn't... <laughs> Collingwood. It wasn't what Mick had taught him or anything like that. It was the purple streak from his Fremantle days. <laughs> Get rid of that purple streak. <laughs> so it was always, always those sort of like, little ones. Well, he's like, what have you done today? Oh, sorry, Mick, I've done fuck all. And like, you go, right. And like, Farron goes, you haven't done fuck all. You've done fuck, fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just stumped him because he's done fuck all. He's like, well, you haven't, you've done fuck, fuck all. That's all you've done. <laughs> And like yeah. half time, he'd come around for getting beat. Like he'd just clip everyone. Goes, Swanny, fuck, you've given us nothing all day. You've had 21. Okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> like, he'd put, like, give me a hide. And they'd go, Swanny, what the fuck have you done? Or you've done nothing. And look at his stats. And like, this is at half time. Like, you've had 21. Keep fucking going, would you? He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even know. No. It was, just, it was very funny. Was yeah, very he, funny. Was, he was very, yeah, he's very amusing. A couple of ones these days, I would think, if they were. Public, you'd probably get cancelled in the way the fucking world is these days. Um, yeah, there's a couple that weren't very PC. You would probably keep them in house. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably keep them in house, mate. There's yeah. a couple of Tex Walker and to Shannon Cox and that. That yeah, um, there's Tex. We Mick wanted to call the game off because Tex <laughs> was a bit. I think Tex was cramping <laughs> in one yeah. game. And he's like, oh, well, we'll just call the game off then. It's halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> get her off. Yeah, yeah. We'll just call call the game off. <laughs> we'll call the game off because Tex is cramping and he can't move. So this is. 80,000 people at the MCG. Yeah. Just tell them all to go home. We're, we're done now because Texas cramping. So. Well, we're going to play the hits. Anzac Day, talk us through what it's like to play for the, play Anzac Day games. Yeah, oh, apart from preliminaries and grand finals, it's the best yeah, best yeah, game to play. Absolutely. Uh, what, yeah. How did Mick embrace it? Swanee's obviously spoken about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he, loves, he loves the um, the war aspect. Mick always spoke about war and, and mateship and doing it for your mate and, and – what they sort of went through, and he made sure our first year is every time they got drafted, they always went to the shrine. Um, Anzac Day, hungover. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the first years who weren't playing up. were a little bit hungover. Yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Anzac Day Eve's a big day, Melbourne. Yeah. My first, my first couple because I was no good. My first couple, so I had to go, but it made everyone go. Well, it was like six a.m. Couple of very very dusty mornings in the shrine. Yeah, but, um, with yeah. your Collingwood polo on. Yeah, <laughs> as well. It's the only polo I've got. Yeah, Collingwood polo. Yeah, that was, it was a great game. It's yeah, um, even like the four day breaks that everyone was talking about last year. Anzac Day, you do it like five four day breaks just to play that, and you you would like give your right arm to to do that, but you wouldn't play good with one arm. But you, you still would, you'd still would do it. But it's um yeah, it's a great. Great day. It's a great, great day. Just in, and it's topped off by football in a way. Will you go? Uh, this go year? Back? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to Anzac Day, yeah. It's I don't on think a Sunday, I'd... so we should probably yeah, that's, a table. Yeah. Well, that's, that's easy done. We'll get the yeah, boys together. Absolutely. 
I'm sure oh we can, we can wrangle a up group. a few. Pardon? Maybe do a tour group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose better got a box there. So <laughs> say, uh, grand final draw, grand final win. And grand final loss by 72 points to Richmond <laughs> when I was at the Giants. We won't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the draw was, it's the old leave everything out there, but then you have to come back next week. So yeah. can't, yeah, but it was... It was a bit of a surreal feeling after the game, and um, but the build-up to that was amazing. You you want to play Collingwood um, versus whoever it was. It didn't matter. Um, grand final day is unbelievable, and then come back the next week. Well, I don't think we, we could have been more confident. We'll go yeah. to win the, the next week. Smother of the millennium. <laughs> yeah, throw that in there. <laughs> well, here's the th- so I'm, I'm good mates with Damien Fleming, and we, we, as he retired, he was sort of yeah, yeah, hat trick on debut. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, you can ask me about it, but okay, I've been asked all the time. And now, 20 years later, he's made so much money on the speaking <laughs> circuit, it goes for 35 minutes. It's one of the best stories of all time. Have you developed that smother story? Because this can make you money. It's, it, I, I don't want to be remembered for a smother. I, I say this to everyone. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to be – of all my 325 games, I'm remembered for not a kick, not a mark, not a goal. not Just a 1%. Just a 1%. It's, yeah. it's a bit disappointing. But it's a unique, I which I think a lot I am. About your character. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit Do you think unique. it's reflective of your playing career? Do you think you'd be overall without that? You would have been known for the one percenters, oh, or were you a bit more of a showman? No, I was a bit more of a showman. <laughs> um, yeah, defense was that. What is it? The thing that is around the ground. This defense. Yeah, that's yeah. what I really sort of <laughs> thought. So, but yeah, to be remembered for that. Um, You'd be proud. Dane's initial reaction when you asked him about playing in a premiership. What did it mean to you when the siren went? He thought. I had to rearrange my end of season trip. What was from your memories? Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, yeah, everything's just thrown out by a week. It was yeah. the draw, just stuffed everything up. Um, but yeah, that week was just sort of. It was all a bit of a blur. Um, I just remember being in the change rooms after the game, and you like could not move oh, yeah. after, after, the after 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 the win after the win after the win. So and much for just having like wristbands and tickets. There yeah. was four thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just let anyone like yeah. open the floodgates. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, from then on, I, I think I wore my suit for three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turned it inside out on Sunday, <laughs> so like it, the outside wouldn't get too dirty. The inside, and then put it back in the the right way. But um, yeah, it was. It's it's more that like I don't even remember much of the game to be honest. Um, I know we won by a fair bit and yeah. we, we dominated, but it's more the the memories after that you sort of remember and. Enjoy. What about the what about the loss for GWS? Do you remember much about that? Oh. And would you rather lose by that much or lose by a point? Yeah, oh, lose question. by. Oh. Because when it gets to seventy odd points, isn't it like oh fuck? Yeah. Well, I was yeah I was lined up. I think it was halfway through or a quarter of the way through the third quarter, and I was standing next to Dusty inside fifty. It was just me and him, and obviously it's not ideal playing <laughs> on a guy like that. And it's <laughs> it's just you and him, and the, the ball's coming in a lot. Um, and I just said, honestly, can't we just blow it? Can't we just call it off? Because <laughs> yeah. we were like, we were getting flogged. We were no chance of coming back. And then we still had to play a quarter and a yeah. half. And because, like, you're a competitor, you you want to try, but everything you try doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. And that was, it was like disappointing because I does um, encouraging in that moment, being like, no, come on, mate, you'll be right. <laughs> he goes, you can walk off if you want, but I'm going to stay out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this. He, yeah, he kicked, he kicked a couple on me that day, but um, no, it's it's a, it's a, it is a weird feeling. Like when we lost to Geelong, it was reasonably close, yeah. um, and then sort of last sort of ten minutes, we we weren't, we, we weren't a um, chance to win. But this was like nearly at halftime, we were yeah. done. 
we're done and dusted. It was just disappointing because I would have loved to finish on a high. How was uh, the speech? Like, how was Leon, was a three quarter time or half time? You're like, boys, we still got a chance, or was it like just trying to get some respectability back into the game? Yeah, I think it was like the respect. Yeah, it was just like there's a lot of people. That was going to be my question. What do you what do you play for? What do you go out there for in the fourth quarter when you're losing by that much and you don't really want to be there? Because I remember a three quarter time. In when the one we won, Did's got us all together. The rap panel's like, boys, whatever you do, don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you play like a bow drown pie in the yeah. next quarter. Don't fucking get yourself served. No tackling. A, yeah, because we got a bit of celebrating to do. Was that yeah. kind of along the lines of three quarter time? You got your most one boys. We're getting our ass kicked. The last thing you want to do is fucking hurt yourself. Yeah. Well, it was well, we were doing that anyway? <laughs> don't go near the ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So we keep were, playing how Yeah, are. keep playing how you're going, guys, because it's working. Um, no, it was. It's like more pride and like a little bit of yeah, just playing. Like it's you. You become individual a little bit in that scenario because you're like, like I still want to try and look like I've tried to the end, but you know it's like you, you're pushing shit up. Which here. one hurts more? Which loss? Oh, the Ge- the Geelong one. We were. We were the chance. best. We were the best team the whole year. Yeah, easily. So I'm a racing man. Dominant force. From outside, but it looked like Bart Cummings never won Melbourne Cups in July and it looked like you guys peaked about July or August. Was that is that fair and on reflection? We had a couple of suspensions, a couple of injuries, like Reedy was hurt. I think for me it was I think we now looking back hindsight's one wonderful thing. If Pods doesn't go off that day, I reckon we win because that changed yeah. the dynamic of their forward line. And then was it Bartel or Johnson went forward and kick kick three yeah. after that? It was sub was was, sub was around, wasn't it? Yeah, Tazza was beaten, Pods, and that then their whole forward line dynamic changed. changed and went smaller, and then that's when they got over. So I reckon if Pods doesn't hurt himself, I reckon we win that game. But and you, you saw you Geelong have another response. In, in, in July, August. Well, the only side we didn't beat all year was Geelong. We lost three yeah. times to them. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. The only side, yeah. we won every other game. We lost three games that you know they were all yeah. Geelong. We're 20 and 2 for the season. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read you from the back line. There's a very prestigious, I know you're all Australian and premiership player, etc. But this is, you made two teams, Swanee's on and off field team of the century. So I just need your reflection on the teams itself. Well, the team I play with, I'm not 120 years old. <laughs> it was called the Swanee's team of the century. It didn't matter. That's what we called okay. it at the time. So yeah. I'm just going to read you each line <laughs> and you, this is the best on field. Clement Reed, Preston G. Como. That I played with. Yes, yeah. solid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very good. Half back line, Heath Shaw, Maxi, Jono. Uh, Maxi, yeah. He's, he's, he's who, who else? Oh, I don't know. I just, who else he wasn't it? a good player. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very, very good captain, but yeah, he wasn't exactly. a good player. So right. you okay. probably put very him vocal. The door, yeah. the door's open. God, everyone wants to know. That if, if people close their eyes and think of you, they're thinking of you and Maxi just abusing each other coming off the ground, watching out there. Explain, yeah, please. oh, it's it was just you like someone. Yeah, you could say anything. Well, both of us want to win, um, yeah. and like like I said, Maxie's not that great a player, and I'm <laughs> obviously I'm better than him. So <laughs> even though he's obviously. captain, he should listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> so then, if he doesn't listen, it gets a bit heated. But we're always we're always trying to get the team better and and, and win. But yeah, we're still good. I'm still good mates with Maxie. Everyone thinks we hate <laughs> each other. It's like no, that's what you hate Maxie. Yeah. No, I don't actually. He's, he's one of the good mates, um, <laughs> and he organises our yeah. catch ups. Yeah, catch well, up to our premiership reunion. I was so. actually with him. I said, mate, when? Because we're not doing our 10 year reunion. I said, when's our 11 year? But he said, because we've got the group chat, he's like, the AFL haven't released the part last half of the fixture yet. Yeah. So we can't figure out 
when that three day weekend's about to happen. I think we should just do it on Sunday. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I have no problem with that. No problem with that. Centre line, uh, Daisy Swan Steele. Yep, there, solid. Right. Half forward line, Dane Beams, Travis Cloak, Alan Didak. Yep. Forward line, pretty good. Leon Davis, Taz. Uh, I can't even read my own right. Oh, Anthony Rocker. Oh, I reckon Pebs is a bit overrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would, have, who would just slide in the pocket? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just reckon he was. <laughs> <laughs> he promised the world. <laughs> delivered an atlas? Yeah, <laughs> delivered an atlas. <laughs> to be honest, like I, I played a little bit with him, but yeah, I just don't know. There's an asterisk here. So he, he asterisk on him, yeah. yeah no, no, it's in oh. the on-ballers. Uh, Jolly, uh, Pendles and uh, Bucks, and you said uh, you didn't play much with uh, uh, Brody compared to, uh, yeah. to yeah. Darren Jolly. So, bro, so Brody, Brody Grunny would be... Colin was the best ruck, but I yeah. didn't play a lot with him. But no. also Joel's premiership yeah, teammate was very, very dominant good. in that yeah. year. And, and uh, interchange, uh, Brody, uh, Scott Burns, Andy Cracker and Heath Scotland. I didn't play with Scott, though, so yeah. 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 He's a good player. Yeah, I've got a couple of years with him. Yeah. Um, yeah He's right. very good. So off-field. Very angry. Off-field. <laughs> slightly different. Off-field, yeah. This is From this the back is line. Uh, Marley Williams, Tyson Goldsack, Reece Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Obviously, like, yeah, Reese is just he's a stupid drunk. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the more entertaining ones yeah, exactly. going around, which is which is good. Like Goldie Goldie's a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, no, he enjoys himself. Yeah. There's a couple. Well, I had to I had to fill him in. Blokes I play with, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't going to run out with fourteen blokes on the field. <laughs> That's true. No, Reese is like he's a sort of like yeah, quite, quite a cheaper. There's a couple in there that like on this isn't people who like drink, you know. In, Rap package like people yeah. were, when they did enjoy themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Were fun to be okay. around. Yeah, no, he, he could tip over to be extremely fucking annoying, like ripping shirts and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. spilling stuff. Yeah, and he, he gets to that point. Or well, both the shores do. I would <laughs> so say. Yeah, yeah. Shirts off, swinging around their heads. Half back line, no change. Heath Shaw, Maxi, Jono. Um, centre line, uh, Heath Scotland, Dane Swan, still side bottom. So similar. Yeah. Half forward line, Leon Davis, uh, Ben Kinnear, Alan Didak. Yep. Yep. Ben Kinnear, my first year, obviously spent a bit of time down in Williamstown yeah. with with Benny yeah. and spent a, did a few Sunday sessions with him at um, what was the what was the bar in uh, Starbucks? Not Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Nightcat Starbuck. and Starbucks. Nightcat. Night yeah. So yeah. spent a bit of time with Benny. So I, I'll I'll give that a big tick. <laughs> Forward line: uh, Dale Thomas, uh, Chris Tarrant, uh, Scotty Cummings. <laughs> well, I didn't play with Scotty, but I can just I just assume I know. No one at Collingwood did. He didn't play well. <laughs> <laughs> On ball, uh, Guy Richards, uh, Britt McCaver, Andrew Dimitina. Yeah, uh, big stretch, Guy Richards. Big stretch. Spent a bit of time with him. Yeah, he said, he was, good. said he was looking for a um, he's looking for a house. I said, yeah, mate, you can sit, you know, jump in with me for a couple of months. Four years later, still with me, hadn't paid, hadn't paid one bill, not one cent of rent. And eventually, I was like, oh, mate, listen. What do you reckon we just um, start splitting the bills from now? A week later, he was out. <laughs> yeah, he's straight out. <laughs> yeah, stress. We know where he spent his money. It was usually probably the night cat yeah, and, um, oh yeah, and then star bar. Yeah. <laughs> and in a change, Eddie Cracker, Sharon Wellingham, Jared Blair, Tom Davison. Yes, yeah, so I actually um, live in the same apartment building as Tommy Davison at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, bump into him a little bit. He's still a good-looking guy. Yeah, he is. He's, a he's, nice. <laughs> um, he does like the old man modelling. 
Yeah. Well, well, he's got the, well, not, like, you know. Yeah. They're like, called the classics. It's Peter Jackson. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Roger David. That kind Gaz of man. Yeah. yeah. Gaz man. He's, he's very nice and but, he's got a little yeah. bit of grey tint. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got the salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah. George Clooney like. Yeah, exactly. Good looking guy. He does. Nice guy. All right. Before we why don't you take on the new rule, that man on the mark rule? Oh, that was my question. That was, yeah, I, I didn't even know, like, until like, the uproar last week, I didn't even know there was a new rule because I've been paying a hell of a lot of attention. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a little bit ridiculous because I would just be... Oh, like, how many handballs you go, did you get? Oh, and then, but you just get a full head of steam. Yeah. Imagine, so, like, Nick Nat's probably the biggest guy going, hardest person to tackle. Mm. If he just got... Stood back thirty meters and then just ran straight at the guy on the mm. mark and the guy at the mark's just saying like that. It's like, it's like the red flag to the ball. Mm. Like he could just run straight past you and then just kick. It's yeah, yeah. it's um. It's gonna make it's gonna make like a lot more one on one accountable because like you can't hand over. So like if you can't it's ru- a nightmare. run with someone from the back half, it's like do you end up t- sometimes just just like not man the mark? That was. My whole thing was when I played footy was to hand over so I don't have to run so yeah, much. That's exactly right. So I was the best finger pointer in the business. Yeah, it's it's the the key to playing a halfback is yeah. to finger point and um, hand over. So it's it's going to be it's going to be hard for them. I, I feel like I I feel sorry for guys getting drafted now because yeah. they can't uh, do anything off the field. But now I feel sorry for guys on the field. And do you know because I'm attempting to play footy this year, which is I don't know. I played in the club last night, but either. My uh, my legs have grown or my arms have shrunk. So I can't pick the ball up <laughs> off the ground anymore. But that rule, cause we have, that rule is in in local footy. That it's, it's not, is it? Yeah, that that's. Uh, I think that will that could have the ability to really fuck up local footy because blokes in the thirds and that who just go f- want to have a bit of fun and like don't really watch AFL but just want to have a social thing. Like right, they man the mark. They're not going to be so finely attuned. Anyone in the local leagues aren't going to be so mentally switched on. <laughs> nah. It's going to be like Mark and fucking turn around, speak to their mates in the crowd, or just talk. Is it? Mate, there'll be fifties every mark. Like I can't believe they're going to. What league in. are you in? That's a very good question, Heath. Because um, I, I don't know if South East Suburban. I don't South. think the Essendon League have got that. Well, hope, we, we hope had not. An, we had an umpire last night, like in just an initial club, and like they were, um, yeah. Warning, guys! Pinion. No, there was 20, 25 meters every like <laughs> mate, every mark that was taken. There was a twenty-five just because people at local footy aren't. Mentally is nah. switched on, as nah. and nor should they be. And like, blokes who want to play in the second just want to play with their mates and just fucking fuck around. And <laughs> guys who want to play Division Two at East Kill or don't want to be <laughs> taking things too exactly seriously. Have to be switched on all the time. <laughs> I just want to stand there and have a chat with their mates. It's it certainly shouldn't be in the in the lower leagues, nah. but um, it'd, it'd be interesting. To if, see how it goes. It'd be interesting if they actually get it if the uproar overrides it. By yeah. the start it of the season. At Does absolute it at absolute worst, Probably if not. they want it in. Once you take a mark inside 450, the, the fact that you can't try and put someone off on the man of the mark... You might as well sit down and cross is, your legs. It's disgraceful. You um, might get in trouble well, for that. It should be once you get once you get on the mark, in, once someone's having a shot at goal, you, you should have 30 blokes running yeah. up. Like I say with tennis with no noise. You're the best players in the world. You should be able to handle someone running up and down on a mark or it's giving defense, you a, right? a, a brown defense, eye or something like that. Strategy. But further to that question, someone who you've only recently retired and you've played over a number of years and in those number of years has been a number of rule changes. Why does the AFL consistently change the game? It's the only sport in the world pretty much that, like we talk about tennis, that haven't changed rules in tennis in years. It works. Why do they keep changing things? Oh, I think it's 
it's to make life difficult for defenders. Um, <laughs> right. Every rule was every rule was like against defenders. It's, it's to speed the game up and more offense and, and all that. So we understand that everyone likes goals. But um, why? Because we enjoyed footy in the sixties. We enjoyed coaches keep changing tactics. I think as an overview, yeah. I mean, coaches are trying to bend the rules and then they yeah. keep changing the rules to. Try it's and adjustment, but yeah, that over adjustment is probably the the issue. They've over adjusted a few things, which coaches counter back and then they change it again so it's it's yeah you're chasing your tail in a way because you talked earlier about going back to basics and and there is a difference when from a spectator and i'm not a player but i've worked in footy clubs when you watch the guys that have just got footy in their blood and it's second nature to them they've just got the magic task touch when it comes to the footy they play instinctively and then there's other players that play by the rules i feel like changing the rules so many times is a detriment to those players that play naturally and have that natural talent because they can't just play. Well, they're all the good go players. The all the good players play on instinct to the good players. All the players that play by the rules are what you call a role player <laughs> who aren't very good. They're just <laughs> hanging on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they just fill a role so watch. let all the good players do what they want. It becomes boring to watch. Like, well, you know, like that should, when should I was a kid growing community. up watching the Eagles, players like Ashley Sampy were so exciting to watch because they were magical. Like the things that they happened just happened. You know, they're like, how do they do that? It's instinctive footy and you don't see as much of that because there's so many fucking rules and you've got to stand here and not move your arms. Yeah, and it's the, – the qual- I think the quality of football like at the top end is still there, yeah. but the middle to lower end has definitely dropped. Like the quality and the talent um, of player is actually dropped. And obviously adding two more teams in means oh, 80 chance. more players, which means that level drops again. So it's, it's, it's whether you have a smaller sort of – Have 10 teams and that'll fix it. It, it will. You have all quality players, and exactly. that, those players play on instinct. Um, and it's it'll be good to watch, definitely. And the yeah, like you said, the the role players, yeah, are ones that make football boring because it's because they're not good. Yeah. Um, how, they, they how, how many Brownlows? No how many Brownlows won by defensive pressure? I would imagine zero. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, look at all the last recent Brownlow minutes. Not one of them. You go, geez, he's a defensive beast. Yeah, there hasn't been too players. many defenders win, no. win Brownlows either. So Matt uh, DeBoer's not winning one anytime soon. Oh, I don't think so. No, he's a great defensive player, and he played. He'll get the player. coaches award. Exactly right. But fucking, who wants that? <laughs> no. Well, you got to you got to go. So we're just going to ask you this one because Swanee and I have always had this. We, we, we know by hundred yards who's given Ed the most pleasure. But we still, because I organised that pie in the facing of David Schwartz and Sam Newman, we we don't know who he's given the biggest spray to. So we want to find that out from Ed one day. Who do you think has copped the biggest spray out of you and Swanee from Ed? How, and how uh, big was the one when Dids wasn't in the car? Was that the biggest one you got? Yeah, that was because uh, it, it was like the first initial. <laughs> Elaborate. So I got in trouble for drink driving. Um <laughs> And then lied about who I was with. So I got the spray for drink driving, <laughs> which was... Out of 10? Which was fair. Um, was not, TSC a sponsor? They were. They, they, still, they still hung a on. Shar- a shower enough. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so we didn't lose any sponsors. So Eddie was angry. Yeah. But then he understands boys will be boys. And then he asked, obviously, myself and Dids, if we are in the car together. And we both said no. <laughs> And then he went out in the media and stood up, backed for us you. up. Yep. And then and Heath was weren't you still in the at your house and just ignoring his calls because you yeah, knew what was coming? Because I, I knew exactly what was coming. And um, and were you in the car together? Yeah, we yes. were. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, the the secondary spray and he's like, was that yeah. on the phone or person? No, that was on the phone. Um, and at one point, like literally, he he rang about ten times when he found out, and I was like, just handed it over <laughs> to like the the footy manager, <laughs> Jeff Walsh. I go, you can answer this one. <laughs> So he dealt with it, which was good. Um, but yeah, 
the next time I saw him, he, yeah, it was a little bit beetroot. Um, <laughs> so that was probably because I because I doubled up. That's yeah. probably the the worst. Because mm, you lied um, to him. Yeah, and, and so. he backed you. Did did copper spray? He got a little one. Yeah, little one. he got it. Oh, it was still pretty solid. Like yeah. a little one from Eddie's still pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I copped a fair one that yeah. day. And and what's his legacy to the footy club? Take away all the recent controversy, because I mean that's obviously we're supporters of him, but for whatever that's worth. But now that you're seeing him out the door, and obviously copped a fair kicking on the way out the door too. Oh well, he he um, built up Collingwood to be what what it is today, like the biggest club Huge. in the land. Um, from well, when my uncle was coaching, and <laughs> they were. Down the bottom um, for for a long, long time. Eddie sort of came in at that time and cleaned everything up, um, yeah. made the club sort of had a path and sort of where he wanted to take it. He's very passionate about the club and and where he saw them going. So that was it, and um, he just stayed stayed the the course and and just slowly built up over twenty odd years. So it was it's a it's a massive effort, and it's like. Is it single-handedly him doing that? No, but he played a massive part. It was he was the at the forefront of that. So it's it's a it's a big big feather to have in your cap. I think to to be able to do something like that to turn a club around from what it was. Well, professional podcasts generally finish on a real clean note. We, we tend to not do that. Dane, how do you want to say goodbye to your, your guest that you've been good enough to bring in? Goodbye, Heath. <laughs> see you on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, see you on Sunday. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.